Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. This is episode four of season five. We've had two standalone rooms that Danny has written, and we've also had a guest on. We had uh, Lee and Amy to come and run the pointless room that we ran earlier. And this episode, we have another set of uh, guest game masters. We have Scott and Molly, who will run us through a room that they've created in their heads. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Uh, so, yes, for people who are maybe jumping in at this episode, uh, every every episode we, we create an escape room that exists just in uh, the, the Game Master's mind and we have people come on and play. Uh, and this is another fun example where Danny and I will be able to play the room because, Scott, you've you've written a room for us. Yes, yes, I have. Are you going to give us a hint as to the theme? Um, I call it uh, communing with nature. Ooh. Ooh. It's going to be outside. Um, all right. Uh, so generally we ask our guests before they play, uh, or in this case before we play, uh, do you have any, what, what, is your, what is your escape room experience coming into this? So I've done about six escape rooms so far. Um, so not too many. I, do a, I have a lot more puzzle experience than escape room experience. Mm-hmm. And this is my daughter, Molly. So what do you think, Molly? Um, I've done about three, four escape rooms? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yep, four. All right, cool. Four? Four. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. Um, now, Scott, this is a room that you've written, but Molly, you've written rooms before, haven't you? Oh, uh, yes, I have. I actually made one for my class for... We oh, had a lot of cool. free time during in our fourth grade, in fourth grade, so I made a math escape room for my class. Sally wasn't actually able to nice. do it for my class, but I did it for my teacher and my best friend. And that worked out well. And then I made another one, which I just did for my grandparents because I had free time. So, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, well, that's very cool. Uh, yeah, okay. if you ever want to run those ones for us, thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lovely. So uh, we, we at the start of the show, we always say this is a mix of escape rooms and tabletop role-playing. Do you have any tabletop role-playing experience? Well, you know, back in high school, I played some D&D and some uh, villains and vigilantes. That, that takes me back. Oh. Superhero role-playing. <laughs> um, but I haven't really done a lot since then. Um, I mostly do board gaming. So we're sitting in a room with about 600 board games or so in it, Fair by which I play 30 in a year. A... So, uh... <laughs> More than that. Not bad. Do you have a favorite? Oh, that, that, that's, such a, that's such a tough question. It depends on, uh-huh. depends on the day. I, I say Cosmic Encounter is my favorite, even though that's more of a sentimental favorite since I haven't played that one in a while. <laughs> um, mm. I played a game. Last game I played was Eldritch Horror. So that's a ride. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wonderful. All right, well, we should probably get started. Are yeah, you ready, Danny? Yeah, I think we're ready to go. Are you ready to play? Are you enjoying playing some more games? Um, I mean, yes, I like the, <laughs> it feels like there's much less pressure on me throughout my regular work week, so <laughs> Does it that's feel like good. there's more pressure on you right now? Oh, absolutely. I've got to actually think and <laughs> like just going into this without the picture of the room already in my head is quite disarming. <laughs> You'll right. do great. As a teacher, I'm a professional hinter, so don't worry about it. You'll uh, oh, yeah. you'll do great. <laughs> so, Perfect. all right, so we'll get started. Let's go. All right, so it's an exciting day. Uh, you're about to begin your job volunteering at the Waterstone Park Nature Center. You love animals, and you're anxious to start helping out. 
The center is in a small, one-room building in the center of the park. You enter through the front door to find Ms. Turner, the Nature Center director waiting for you. Right on time. But we expect our volunteers to show up at least ten minutes early. Uh-oh. You're already starting <laughs> off on the wrong foot. She eyes you critically. We'll see whether you're cut out to work here. Your first job is to feed Matilda, our albino tree python. You can find her food in the employee area in the back. You'll find instructions around here... somewhere. Do the task right, and we'll keep you around. I'll be here doing paperwork. Let me know when you're finished. She sits at a desk by the we're door. We're volunteers. Like, we're volunteers. Look, this is way too rude. That said, my six months working at the zoo, there are some people who are like that. <laughs> I'm not surprised. She sits at a desk by the door. Oh, and one more thing. Don't let me catch you opening any of the cages for the other animals. She's, well, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, we're not dumb. She starts in on her paperwork. She seems pretty engrossed. So um, here's the first share. I'm going to send you the map so you don't have oh, to. Oh, uh, wow. I know. Fancy, fancy you huh? get to see a map. So you turn your attention to your surroundings. You're standing just inside the front door. To your right is a kid's area with a kid-sized table, chairs, and a bin of toys. To your left is a bookshelf with a few nature books on it. You walk into the center of the room. Ahead of you, on the right side of the room, there's a large turtle exhibit taking up much of the floor space. <laughs> Around the enclosure are several aquarium-sized cages. On the left side in front of you is a tall cage. To its left is a curtain. The employee area must be behind it. On the wall to the left of it is a beehive. Behind you to the left, on the other side of the bookshelf, are a couple of animal cages. So there you go. What would you like to do? Oh, okay. So what was? So we need the the, the task we've been assigned with is to feed Matilda the python. Did I get that right? Yes, mm -hmm. you did. Uh, and the food was in the employee area. Or did I make that up? Yes, uh, the food was around here somewhere. Oh, just around here somewhere. <laughs> the, food, the food is in the employee area, and the instructions okay. are so, somewhere. Oh, the instructions are around here somewhere. Ah, mm -hmm. that's right. Okay, so what I suggest we do is we just start opening every animal's cage <laughs> while yeah. just staring at, at, at Ms. Turner, <laughs> like just staring straight into her eyes, slowly opening cage. Um, no, Danny, where, where do you want to go? Uh, so where, where is Miss Turner sitting exactly? At her desk right here. Oh, sorry. At her desk oh. by the door. Um, all right, so... Uh, do you want to just, I mean, we start, probably can't start rummaging through her desk while she's sitting there. Uh, do you want to just go to the... Uh, employee area? Yeah, I think we should area. start out by putting on our professional faces. I'm sure we'll yeah. we'll get into the disorganized our professional volunteer faces. So you uh, push aside the curtain and you find there's a gate that comes up to your torso. It's locked with a spinnable combination lock. So this might be something like you might find in a high school locker it's got numbers 0 to 40 on the outside. You can turn it clockwise or counterclockwise, if those are the right terms for Australia. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> beyond the, oh, good, except that we say anti-clockwise. Anti-clockwise, that's we it. Say Sorry. You, you can edit to be clockwise nah. and anti-clockwise if you prefer. <laughs> um, beyond the gate, you can see that the employee area contains a table with a microwave and an old-fashioned two-pan balance scale on it. Under the table ah. is a mini-fridge. On the wall above the microwave is a small panel with a touchscreen. You think it might be a thermostat. In the corner is a sink. 
the scale. Is that one of the ones where they both sort of hang off things? They hang off the center thing? Yeah, yeah, like like that. I'm, um, I'm doing a really good physical demonstration <laughs> here. <laughs> I turned off my video. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could think of it that way. I mean, sometimes they're also the ones where there's right, two pans with arms going into a center. Either way, it doesn't matter. But basically yeah. the idea is you can tell there's like no numbers on it. It's just you put stuff on one side, enough on the other side to balance. Yeah. Awesome. Danny? Yeah. I found our first clue. Uh-huh. You know what else has scales? No. Uh, pythons. Ah. So this is this is this is where the That's actually the, Matilda. That's Matilda, <laughs> the scale. Um do we want to look around some of these things? Oh well, the gate. It's torso high. Just jump it. That's not professional. <laughs> Jump it! It's a bit too tall to jump over, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, you're worried to like try to put some weight on it and climb over it. It'll just collapse, make a big mess, and that will definitely get you kicked out. So, yeah, okay. if if I know anything about the Miss Turner uh, animal care types, <laughs> they don't like it when you break stuff. <laughs> they don't like it when you break stuff. Nor do they like it when you go up and ask for clarification or keys or so. You think we should ask her what the combination is? Oh, I think that it should be a last resort. Do you want to give it a try anyway, just in case? Because maybe the solution to this puzzle is just, like, be a good employee. It very well might be, but in my personal experience, it's a bad idea. Can we? Why, why don't we test the waters and just say, hey, Miss Turner? Yes? See, that's, oh, she's, she's open to communication. Okay, okay. Uh, what's the uh, combination here on this gate? I think they changed it recently. I'm sorry, I don't know. Okay. Well, now who's unprofessional? That could have been better, I mean, but it could have been worse as well. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Um, okay. All right, so we can't get into the employee area. But we will certainly get blamed if we can't find out how. So. Maybe we kick the beehive. <laughs> I would certainly, I'd like to look at this beehive. No one would begrudge me a quick look. It consists of a pedestal with a large wooden frame on top. The frame contains two panes of glass on either side. There's a pipe running from the pedestal to the wall. Presumably that is how the bees can get in and out of the nature center. Inside are hundreds of bees. At the moment, they seem to be resting. Now, there is a sign next to the hive, and it says, Our bees are the loudest animals in the nature center when they're active. Ooh, okay. So if we need some noise going on. We're going to kick these bees. Okay, cool. So we know that we have some loud bees. We know that we need a a, a, a gate combo. Uh, do you want to just keep looking around? Oh, we also need to find instructions to how to feed this python. Yep. All right. Uh, where do you want to look? Well, while we're here, might as well look at some of these cages. Oh, the so. ones next to the hive? The certainly two not cages going to next touch to the them. Beehive. Not going to touch them okay. yet. But yeah, let's take a look. Okay, so which which cage would you like to look at first? The south cage. Okay, the one in the okay. southwest corner. That's the one. Yes. All right, awesome. Um, so it has a label on it, tarantula. Um, and Ooh. there's a log hide in the cage. So it's like a half log. And you think the tarantula is hiding in it because you can't see it. It also doesn't help that there's a lot of webbing obscuring the front of the cage. The cage is locked with a yellow padlock. Um, There's also another sign next to the cage that reads, Hello, my name is Lala. That's L-O-L-L-A. Lala. Fun fact, the webbing of a tarantula is sticky and water absorbent. And you note that this fun fact is written in dark blue ink. Hmm. Oh, and I should, I forgot to mention that since you're in this area, you realize that the bookshelf is blocking Ms. Turner's view of you while you're around these two cages Ooh, over there. I do we like that. We can open anything we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yellow padlock. 
We'll, we'll figure that out. Yellow padlock, blue message about webs being water absorbent. The name is Lola. What about the other cage that's right nearby? On oh, yeah, the other side of the sure. So this cage has no sign, but peering through the glass, you see it has about 30 cockroaches you know, running around in there. Oh, great. And as you look really closely, you can see there's a yellow key in the mulch at the bottom of the cage. Lovely. The cage has a yellow <laughs> padlock, but it's open. Uh, apparently, whoever Ooh. forgot, you know, whoever was doing something with the uh, cockroaches last forgot to close it. A good thing, given that the key appears to be in the bottom of the cage. Mm. Oh, I, you, you've you found my weak point. <laughs> I'm not a cockroach person. And I don't know how big the cockroaches are where you are, but in Sydney, where we are, they are infamously large. Uh, well, they're, they're not infamously large, but, you know, they're not, not too bad. <laughs> Fortunately for you, they're virtual, co- you know, you're in a virtual escape room, so they can't actually mm. hurt you. I know they can't hurt me in real life either. That's not the problem. Yeah. <laughs> and when we, you never know when, we, when we're going to get Jumanji'd into a room. It can happen at any point. Um, hey, hey, Billy, I, yeah. I dare you to stick your hand in. Yeah, okay, I'll grab the key. All right, so, um, so noting that Mitch Turner can't see you, uh, you remove yeah, the lock the key. and you open the lid. Um, but as, and as you open the lid, a piece of paper that was stuck to the bottom of it falls mm. down to the ground. But before you can grab the key or that paper, the cockroaches start hissing. They must be Madagascar oh. hissing cockroaches. And they are very loud. You hear Ms. Turner. Is that the cockroaches? What are you doing? No, sorry, spilled some acid. We just spilled some acid. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she accepts that. You slam the lid. She accepts that explanation. Uh, and she goes back to her work. But without something to mask the noise, you really don't want to try opening that cage again. Okay. Bees, 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 bees. Man, you know what? I don't know what you're thinking. Masking one animal's sound with another animal's sound. <laughs> well, that'd be a bad <laughs> Let's idea. Just play music. We got, we got this. Uh, did we manage to get that piece of paper? Uh, yeah, you can, you can, you may pick up that piece of paper, and I will. Uh, but not, oh, right. Share, but with not the you. key. The key's still in there. We didn't have time to get the key. Right, but the piece of paper is on the ground, and. Yeah. You can pick it up. All right. Yes. Okay. So, can, do you want to have a go, or should I have a go? I never get to explain clues. Yeah, it's always go for guests it. and Danny. So here I go. So, uh, on this piece of paper, there's like a code that's appeared, um, and by appeared I mean is written on, and it's uh, oh, this is going to be fun to say. So it's uh, this sort of four-digit, mostly little kind of combinations is how it I looks mean, like. They're spread out. Digit is a funny way of putting it. So the first one is a capital B for bill a small p for phil <laughs> uh, and, and then 11 like two ones the next one is capital c then a small p oh. and then three zero then we have capital i small p they're all small p's the entire way through you make a good uh, point one two then there's j p five six p p five and Y P sixty one. I don't so, like that PP five. It but it breaks the chain. It does because it has too few numbers. What, Unless what? it's just the lowest thing. Because these could be like oh no, I was gonna say they could be something to do with the um the the locker combination, but that only goes up to about forty. So all these fifty sixes and sixty ones wouldn't be relevant. Um, but there is always a P, which is interesting. So presumably they're not like short. They're not like shortenings of words like. 
It would be unusual. Because it would be weird if they all had pee in them. So the pee must mean its own thing. I don't think... Does this... This doesn't look like it ties into anything we've seen so far, does it? Oh, it very well may, but I'm not getting any automatic clicks. All right, well, so let's, I reckon we should keep looking. Let's keep looking around, but that's interesting. See if we can find a connection. Other than then we'll think about it more later. Yeah, exactly. We've still got more than half a room to look at. <laughs> yeah, let's keep looking around. Should we keep going in order or should we just walk straight across? I want to walk straight across like I know exactly what I'm doing and mm-hmm. stare at the turtles. <laughs> okay, let's go look at turtles. Um, so the turtle enclosure... Consists of a box about four feet by four feet. Sorry, I'm not sure what that is in meters. <laughs> All uh, good. That's like one point three three feet is a I... yard, which is 0.9 meters. So the walls of the box come up to about your shin. There's no top to the box, so you could just reach right inside it if you wanted to. Uh, inside Excellent. the box are four turtles with very colorful shells. One is red, one is yellow, one is green... And one is white. They're all hanging out in the center of the box. In each corner, there's a sign with the name of presumably one of the turtles. There's Ruby, R-U-B-Y, Goldie, G-O-L-D-I-E, Emerald, like the gem, and Blizzard, like the weather. As you look closely at the box, you can see there's a face-down piece of paper among the mulch. Unfortunately, the turtles are currently all on top of it. Oh. <laughs> and as you kind of stand up a little bit and stretch, you notice there's a poster on the wall labeled Turtle Fact. Okay, so we have a poster with some turtle facts. Uh, there are enough of these that we can probably take turns. There probably are. Can you read them for where you are? Um, le- I think yes. This looks like a However, fun However, if logic I make puzzle. any typos in my reading. <laughs> well, why don't, well, I can write this down and you can start making some notes because it seems like a fun logic puzzle. Okay. All right, so we have eight turtle facts on this poster, and they are specific facts to these four turtles. So, number one, each turtle has a different favourite food of four different colours, red, green, white, and yellow. We, have keep, we keep a full supply of each on hand for mealtimes. Okay. All right, so they all have a favourite food based on colour. Uh, fact two. Fact two. If, if you give they, them their... Uh, oh, fine, you read it. You read it. You read it. You read it. Go. If you give them their favourite food by hand, you can lead them back to their corner where they will happily hang out and chow down on the rest. It's very cute. I'm way over that part. You don't need to make them cuter, but... <laughs> uh, number three... Uh, you'd think their names would in some way match their colours, mm. but none of them do. I was, I I was, was waiting for that. I was suspicious of that. <laughs> it's a complete coincidence. Number four. Similarly, none of the colours of their favourite foods match their shell or their name. Okay, so we've got Good colours of shells, colours of names, colours of food, all different. Excellent. That's fun. Um, neither Goldie nor Emerald will eat white food. Lovely. Goldie sometimes climbs on the green turtle's back. <laughs> the white turtle's favourite food is yellow. Awesome. And Ruby's shell is the same colour as Emerald's favourite food. Okay. Let's okay. do some logic. Yep, we can do this. Well, neither Goldie or Emerald will eat white food. And white, the white one, presumably Blizzard, also won't eat white food, right? Because favourite food doesn't match colour. Yes. Also, the white one can't be Blizzard because none of the names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Match. Sorry, I'm matching the names to the foods right now. Oh, yeah. Not the shell colours. So it must be Ruby who eats white food, right? 
Um, it can't why be. is that? So Goldie or Emerald won't. Yep. The white turtle's favorite food is yellow. Well, that doesn't mean anything, doesn't mean but anything. wasn't it that their name doesn't match their food? Yeah. Yes. So so Blizzard can't eat white food. Cool. Yeah. All right. So Ruby has white food. Okay. So the white turtle, which is either Goldie or Emerald, likes yellow food, which why means can't, oh, yes. Blizzard likes either red or green food. Okay. Ruby's shell is the same color as Emerald's favorite food. Okay. Huh. Don't know that yet. I don't know why we, Goldie sometimes climbs on the green turtle's back. Just means that Goldie can't be the green turtle. Exactly, it's important. Do we need to have like a thing? I can cross yeah, out? fine. I'll do the grid. <laughs> you got to do the grid, Dad. I you know. Do the proper I logic know. Grid. I was hoping I could get away with it, and I knew I couldn't. <laughs> All right, we've done a we did a logic puzzle in uh, episode three, way back in episode three. I feel the pressure puzzle. because I'm drawing this really quickly <laughs> and messily, but I do love doing these. I love them so much. Awesome. But, all right, Danny is drawing up her grid. I can still, for some reason, never get my head around how to draw these grids up, even though they make perfect sense. Oh, when you're drawing them, they feel like they're not going to make any sense. All right, now Danny is okay. labeling her grid. Um, Ruby. She's put names. Goldie. Goldie. Okay. Um, I'll just put Fs for food. Um, Do you want to put colors next to those foods? Yeah, oh, see, yeah. white food, yellow food, red food. Green you do your Y's very strangely. Okay. You know what? <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm just commenting on how you okay. write things. White shell, yellow shell, red shell, green shell. For people who haven't done logic puzzles like this at home, the thing that Danny's doing right now, she's making up a grid where she's put all of the options sort of against each other in this nice sort of layout, which makes it very clear when you're doing these sorts of puzzles what is true, what can't be true, and then you can find the exact thing that has to be right. It's a, just a good way of keeping track of all of these contradictions and logic things. Um, so the first thing Danny's doing is she's crossing out the the white options for each for like for Blizzard. So she's put an X that Blizzard cannot have white food, cannot have white shell, because we know that based on their name. That's just a fun sort of little way to stick it all together. And we know that neither Goldie nor Emerald likes white food, so that Ooh. means Ruby likes white food. Okay, this is looking good so far. Yes. Okay, okay, what else did we know? The white turtle's favorite food is yellow. What else did we know? Goldie is not the green shell. Cool, which means only Ruby or Blizzard could be the green shell. Uh-huh. Which is a bit of fun. Um, what else do we know? I can also cross out, like, red shell, red food. Yes. Good. Now, what we else? know that uh, yeah, Ruby's shell is the same color as Emerald's favorite food. Okay. What are Emerald's food? Well, it's not green. Cool. So, so Ruby can't, can't be green. green. Oh, which means Blizzard must be green. Awesome. See, this is what the this is the beauty of the table. You can <laughs> find these things that are hard to work out. So we know that Blizzard has a green shell. Which means that Blizzard's favorite food is not green, which means Goldie's favorite food is green. We now know Goldie's favorite food is green. Okay. The power. Which means, hold on, oh, yeah. hold on. We know that Goldie doesn't have a yellow show, which means green food is not yellow show, shell. It's red shell. All right, so the red-shelled one likes green food. Okay, okay. Um, uh, now, okay, okay, okay. Oh, wait, Ruby's shell is the same <laughs> color as Emerald's favorite food. Emerald's food has to be either yellow or red, but it can't be red because Ruby's shell can't be red. Perfect. It must be yellow and Blizzard must be red. All right, so we have all of the shells. So what have we worked out here? Which Ruby means, has a white shell. Which means... If 
Emerald has a yellow shell. Ruby's favorite... Sorry, Ruby's shell is yellow. The same color as Emerald's favorite food. Oh, yes. Okay. Um. So I think all I still haven't got... I haven't marked who's the white shell and who's the red shell. What have we got? Can you look uh, at the clues and see if there's anything to help with that while I look at my grid and see if I can deduce? Goldie or Emerald won't eat white food. Goldie sometimes climbs on the green turtle's back. Have you put that in here? The oh, yellow food green. is white shell. Sorry. No, it's just gridding. So yellow food is white shell. That's Emerald. Okay, so Got we're it. done. We are gridded. Summarize my turtles. All right. So I have currently got the ruby... Has a yellow shell and likes white food. Yep, keep going. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Goldie, I have green food, red shell. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, Emerald, I have as white shell, yellow food. Uh Uh-huh. And Blizzard, green shell, red food. Okay. (laughs) Red food. (laughs) All right, so we know all the turtle facts. Now, what did we need to do with those turtle facts? We need to give them their food because if we hand feed yeah. them the food that is appropriate to their color, yep. then we can pull them away to the corners and get that. And then paper. we can jump in and steal that paper. But do we have turtle food? No. No, you do not. You don't see any turtle food. It must be in the employee area. Well, then I'm just going to keep writing out my neat turtle facts. <laughs> Billy, you can decide where to best find turtle food or other helpful information leading to turtle um, food. Okay, well, well, let's keep having a look. There's so many cages around here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the kids' table. I want to go check out the kids' table. It has just one thing on it. There's a book on the uh, table, and uh, I will uh, share what that book looks like with you as a... Uh, this will be a Google uh, presentation. Ooh, so, wow. I know. Fancy. Okay, I've got it open. It says... Count the animals with a big, big C, a big black C, but it says count the animals. The first page is a lovely picture of a single bear. Let's yeah, like put one B. Good old grizzly. Or one bear. One bear. I'm going to lead you. You can take the notes. I'm going to describe one all these pictures. One bear. Grizzly? Grizzly. The next picture is two foxes. Aww. Grizzly? <laughs> the next one is three Birds of some description. Three small birds. The next one is four butterflies or nice-looking moths. Mm -hmm. The next one is five rats. Rats? Rats. They've got pretty long tails and pointy noses. Maybe they're shrews. Aww. Maybe they're kangaroo I'll go with rats for now, but I'll put an asterisk. (laughs) <laughs> Rats, grizzly. Uh, then there are six black cats. Ooh. The next one is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep, double checking. Uh, dogs. Mm-hmm. What kind of a dog does that look like to you? Like a from here? Labrador? I don't know, like a basset hound? No, not what? a basset hound. Really? They've just got they've got ears. I don't know. They're dog. They got floppy ears. Dogs. I mean, look, you're seven closer dogs. than I am. Whatever. Now there is also eight frogs. We're getting into rhyming here. Seven dogs, eight frogs. Oh, you're right. Rats, cats, Rats, dogs, frogs. Cat. What is Were we meant book? to rhyme bear and fox? <laughs> um, then there are nine sheep. Cool. And that's it. Oh, okay. That's it. All right. So I wonder if there's... Okay, so we've got like... Good to know. Numbers one to nine. 
We have an animal associated with each one. Do they all rhyme except for bear and... No. Okay. Yeah, Not unless fox, we can be very creative. Birds that fly, butterfly, rat, <laughs> Worst cat, rhyme ever. Brown, uh, dog, frog, sheep, and then there's nothing that rhymes with sheep. Mm. So it probably doesn't rhyme. Um, so we've got some animals, we've got some numbers. I wonder if there's any way that, that like relates to something. Like if we have numbers... Zero it definitely n- could. Like one to nine later, they'll have letters that associate mm. with them. So that was all that was on the table. Is there anything hidden if I look under the tables and chairs, that sort of thing? Nothing under the table, nothing on the chairs, just the book. And you mentioned that there were some uh, toys around, I think. Yeah, there's a toy there's bin. There's a toy bin in the yes. corner. Yes, so there's several things in the toy bin. First off, there's a lot of dress-up toys. So there's like masks and gloves and like slip-on shoes and vests. So you could dress up as any animal that you might like. Um, (laughs) There's also several little plastic animals. They seem to come in three different types. There's crabs, there's lions, and there's elephants. Uh, Some of the animals are very shiny, like they were just taken out of a box, and some of them are very worn. Is there any sort of order to that? Like all of the crabs are shiny or anything, or just mix and match? No, no, there's some of each, new and worn of each type. Hmm. Uh, Okay. Oh, there's a lot of information going on. Like, there, I have so much written down. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, and we still haven't looked at oh, God, one, two, three, more. four, five cages or a bookshelf. Um, so <laughs> I'm scared of the bookshelf. Books are big. Books are big. <laughs> so we just read an entire book like professionals, so oh, maybe yes. we shouldn't be afraid of them. Do we want to go and look at the bookshelf now? Yep, let's, let's do it. Let's look at the bookshelf. Okay. So a sign on the top shelf says Nature Center Lending Library. Apparently, most of the books are taken out. There's just a few left. Um, you see the following titles, and I'll read you a list. Okay. Blue Birds, Colorful Fish, Explaining Nature, Growing Legumes, <laughs> Life in the Caribbean, Managing Your Apiary, and that's apiary with a P, yeah. and yep. The Visual Organ. Ooh. Managing your apiary and um, what was it? The visual organ? That's correct. Now, the one that sticks out is managing your apiary because we have a we have a beehive. That's true. I don't think we're looking for eyes. Colourful fish could be relevant because there's so many colours floating around. Blues and yellows and greens. But we did the turtle colours already. Mm. Um, I'm yeah. assuming these are all real human books, yes. right? Like, what? <laughs> Like they're real, real books. Yes. What's the alternative? (laughs) Like they're just covers of books and you open up and we find stashed liquor. Oh, okay. You haven't tried to open them up. You don't know. Any stashed liquor in these books? Which one are you looking at? Oh, stashed (laughs) liquor in one of these books, Danny. (laughs) Managing your apiary. Is it full of honey? You don't find any honey or liquor, sorry. Um, But you notice that every page has a word or number highlighted on it. Um, you don't notice any particular oh. pattern to this. Um, they're in very different places on the page. Some of the times they're words or numbers. Just look like they're totally random. Interesting. Okay, so if we can like get some specific page numbers, we might find a message. Mm. Um, is that true for any of the other books? If I open up the visual organ? Yeah, same thing. Huh. Oh. Okay. And that's true for all the books. They all have ra- a single highlighted word every page? Yep. 
Does that does that line up to these numbers we found earlier in that How? piece of paper? The like, BP11, <laughs> CP30. But what would you? I don't know. They could be page numbers, but is there any way to? There's no way to put those because P is like page. That makes sense. Birds, B for birds. Four, five, six, C seven. for colourful Well, there fish. are seven. There are seven books, and but we don't necessarily need six. all the books. But they don't like Y doesn't really line up no. for and J doesn't either. Oh, but it's P something. You know, page 30, page 12. I, that, I think that has hope. I, uh, yeah, we don't have the, we can't tie those first letters to the book straight away, can we? Not immediately. Like there's no Y unless there's P, maybe P is for peas, for growing legumes. <laughs> uh, maybe P is for pirates. Maybe P is for pirates, for life in the Caribbean. Maybe B is for bees. Or birds. It's hard to say. I grant I wouldn't know a good word to substitute for explaining nature to make uh, a letter work for that. Yeah, no, that's hard. It feels like that's something though, right? Because it's. I get why you're page- going with pages. And we, and we do need page numbers from each of these books. Mm. But I just can't tie the first letter to these books yet. Maybe we'll have to come back to it. Maybe. We might have enough now, but let's find out. Shall we keep looking around just to make sure that we've looked at everything yeah, before let's look we at these, start? Let's look at these cages. Let's look at the tall cage next to the turtles. So it's a tall cage, glass cage with a miniature tree inside. And on one branch, there is a curled up, very pretty albino tree python. Hey, it must be Matilda. Yeah, of course. And you look at the, the bottom of the cage and there is actually a bowl sitting there with the word Matilda written on it. Um, the bowl is currently empty. And you notice the cage is locked with a yellow padlock. Hmm. Gotta get that key. Um, now, based on the map that we have, it mm-hmm. looks like there's another cage next to the tall cage, like attached to the side of the tall cage. Yep. Uh, yeah, next to it. Um, but yeah, I can explain what sure. that's in that, in that one. So that's, this cage houses a yellow frog, which blinks at you. There's a heat lamp on the top, <laughs> which is currently on. The cage is locked with a green padlock. A sign on the cage reads, Hello, my name is Alden. A-L-D-E-N. Fun fact, Alden's tank is kept at precisely 80 degrees. And the fun fact is written in purple ink. Okay, so that's a similar structure to the tarantula we found, whose name was Lola and had a fact written in dark blue about their webs being absorbent. But again, I think maybe we should keep looking at... I think we need to just collect information. There's so for many colours. I know, right? Everything's got a colour. <laughs> All right, let's go to the other cages and see if we can collect more fun facts. Sure. So just going around uh, clockwise? Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah, so the, the next cage houses a bearded dragon. He's hanging out okay. on a large rock. His cage is also locked with a green padlock. The sign on it reads, Hello, my name is Hanks. H-A-N-K-S. Fun fact... He may look fierce, but he's the sweetest animal in the nature center. And this fun fact is written in light blue ink. I can't help but notice, Billy, that all of these animals so far have five-letter names. Oh, good point. Except for Matilda. Oh. Okay. And the cockroaches didn't even have names. (laughs) And the turtles, some of them had really long names. Like Emerald. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway. (laughs) Next next Shall we keep going? Yes. Yes, yeah. please. The cage is definitely in use as there are various plants and rocks scattered around, but you don't see an animal. The cage is again locked with a green padlock. The sign on the cage reads, Hello, my name is Sleek. S-L-E-E-K. Fun fact, if you don't see her, she's probably behind her favorite rock. 
And the fun mm-hmm. fact is written in green ink. Sleek rock green ink. Uh, I think there's only one more cage. Yes, there is. Um, the cage holds a chameleon. You can see him munching on a leaf. The cage is locked with a green padlock. The sign on the cage reads, Hello, my name is Clash. C-L-A-S-H. Fun fact, like any chameleon, Clash can change color to blend in with his environment. The fun fact is written in red ink. Hmm. Okay. So I think we've looked at kind of everything except for her desk. And we can't get into the employee area. So something out here is going to help us get into the employee area. We haven't looked at the door. Oh, we haven't looked at the door. <laughs> is there anything interesting about the door? So, well, the door is unlocked and you could leave if you wanted to, but Miss Turner probably wouldn't let you come back if yeah. you didn't finish your job. Uh, the door has several Easy. flyers attached to it about various events or animals in the region. Uh, but one flyer does catch your eye. Uh, I will uh, share that with you. And after we've checked this flyer, I have something about those animals that... Oh, you do? I mean, I don't know how to do anything with it, but I found a fun fact. Well, let's, let's check the flyer first. Here it is. So there is a grid. Five by five. Five by five. Uh, who are you, Eliza Dushku? That's exactly um, what I was thinking. It's a five by five grid. Uh, blank. There's nothing in it. And underneath there is a sentence. And the sentence says, Some may think a few of our animals are square... But they're biased. <laughs> huh. Does that mean anything to you? It doesn't at the moment. Well, animals, square, biased. Uh, it is five by five, and we do have five-letter names, of which we have five, five five-letter names. So maybe there's a way to rearrange those five-letter names in this square to make an interesting magical square of names. That's interesting, except that one of them has an O. What is that? What? Why does that... Well, if only one of them has an O, you can't make one of those squares if you're doing what I'm thinking you're doing. I have no idea. I just thought you'd like write them oh, top to bottom okay. in these five by fives. Well, potentially. Um, so what I did notice when going back to those yeah. was that if you take the first letter of each animal's names, mm-hmm. uh, you actually get the same letters if you rearrange them as Clash, the chameleon. Oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. So I'm just going to like mess around with this grid and see if I can, I don't know, like write clash going down. So you've written clash vertically and then that gives I'm gonna you I'm going to try horizontaling them to the see names. what happens. Oh, for Lola. So, okay, cool. So that's... that's oh, it is working so far. I'm a dummy. Of course, the O can just go with the other O. Ah, <laughs> oh, I know how to... Oh. So, yeah, Danny has written these names out... Uh, and they all fix together like a cool magic square of names. They do. So if you write if you write them all vertically in this square, they're also written out horizontally in the same order, which is cool. So it says Clash, Lola, Alden, Sleek, Hanks, all horizontal. But if you look at them vertically, it says Clash, Lola, Alden, Sleek, Hanks. All what right. does that teach us? I don't know. What do we get out of this? This is my problem. I am good at process. I am not the aha person. Can I have a look at yours? Can I just have I mean, a look at sure, a turn notes? The names. It is just the names. Uh, oh, codes. If you look diagonally. It says codes? The the If you go from the C in class huh. diagonally down, it says codes. C-O-D-E-S. Um, do the others do anything diagonally? No. <laughs> that would be insane. But it says codes. So there's something worked. codes here. Okay, okay. So we know that these names are codes. 
because we found the word codes diagonally in this in this five by five grid. That feels like it should mean more to me than it does. Um, okay, we must. We've got so much stuff. Why don't I know how to use any of it? Can we eyeball Miss Turner's desk without enraging her? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. She's uh, she's sitting at a small desk by the front door. On her belt, you see two key rings. Uh, one is empty. The other has a green key on it. She's busily filling out the top form on a stack of papers. At her feet, there is a piece of paper that must have fallen out of the stack. <laughs> we can surreptitiously grab it. Yeah, I'll she's, distract she's, her. Uh, she's uh, pretty uh, engrossed in her work. She doesn't even really look up as you... Uh, Grab the paper. While you while, while you grab the paper, I'll go. Uh, Miss Turner, uh, what's an animal? I just I just don't know what an. A- Can you? Sorry, what's an animal, Mister? I'm sorry, but why are you working here if you don't know what animals are? To get experience, so I'll find it. So I'll understand what animals are. It's the pursuit of knowledge. It's the, it's the pursuit of knowledge, Mister. Are you, are you against me. I'm knowledge? Doing paperwork. Please stop bothering me. What's paper? Um, Ooh. All right, now we know about Bob's Toy Animals. Bob's Toy Animals. Uh, yeah, so this is a piece of paper. The title says Bob's Toy. Bob's. Mm-hmm. That's hard to say. I don't know Bob's why. Bob's Toy Animals. Bob's Toy Animals. Um, think, and the animals cost wrong. 10 cents per ounce. Oh, okay. Only how many grams to an ounce? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, no, no, no. I see. Okay, I don't know anything about fluid ounces. I'm assuming you don't measure animals in fluid ounces, right? No, that would be strange. Okay, ounces are like 16 to a pound. And there are 2.2 pounds to a kilogram. <laughs> this is necessary. Um, so, and then we have a little, a little graph, a little grid, a little table. Okay. Uh, that talks about the items and their total cost. So, for example, a set of crabs costs $12. A set of lions costs $15. And a set of elephants costs $22.50 of your human cents. Um <laughs> Uh, and then it says, uh, da, 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 July 5, 2019, uh, animals, today's animals received and added to bin. <laughs> okay. So while, again, I don't know 100% what we need right now, to me, since we know how much they weigh per ounce and their total cost, then we know like how much they weigh. Yes. Which we've got a weighing scale. So if we have something whose weight we really need to know, True. for example, snake food. That is true. And specifically, we'd have to take out all of the old ones because we know that all the new ones came today and that's how much they cost. So you know how we had some old, some new crabs? Oh, so, so we've we'd only have to, got to look at so new ones. So if we wanted ones. to know exactly how much the crabs weigh, we'd take that they weigh apparently 120 ounces? Is mm-hmm. that yes. Right? yes, that's right. 120 ounces. Okay. But we'd have to take away all of the old-looking ones yeah, yeah, and get fair enough. just the new ones that arrived today, and that would be 120 ounces of crabs. Does that make sense? Sure, sure. Cool. So now we have some weights. So we have some scales in the form of animals. Okay, that's good to know. But again, we can't get into the employee area to actually do any of this stuff. Yeah. So we know that the names. Are, it's got to be these page numbers. Quote. Was that was that the BP11? Cool. Yeah, yeah, right. It's got to be the P has to be page numbers. Okay. So we so if the P11 is page 11. Mm-hmm. So what does B stand for? Okay, well, it could be birds or it could just be literally B. Oh, uh, uh, what? What have you done? Uh, the B is for bees? The B is for bees. And the Caribbean is, in, is the C? Yes. And uh, The visual organ is the I. The visual organ is a the I. A bird is a J. A legume is a P. 
And we had already gotten that legumes were peas and that <laughs> B could be bees. We didn't finish off this puzzle. Now, I blame hold you. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Just the last one is the letter Y. Explaining nature. Is it explaining nature, or is there? Hold on, or is there a fish I don't know called the Y? <laughs> the Y Y. The Y Y. No, I think that's explaining nature. Why? Why? <laughs> Oh, we, why do we do the first two steps of this puzzle? Get it completely right and then give up. <laughs> okay. So, so because I that... could, it was J. J threw me off completely. You're right because we were thinking of J's as a bird. <laughs> um, okay, so here we go. The B stands for B stands for apiary. We look at the the word that's highlighted on page eleven of the B book. It's actually a number, and that number is thirty three. <sighs> And how about 30. Life in the Caribbean, page 30? The, the highlighted word on that page is right, R-I-G-H-D. This sounds like it's going to be the code for the luck of luck. Well, yeah, um, we, we've, we've been told that that might be. Let's look at the visual organ, page 12. The highlighted number is seven. Mm-hmm. Now, the visual organ could also be referring to skin, your only visible organ. <laughs> Because all the other things are brain, inside. The bit that does all the actual seeing. <laughs> um, um, how about Bluebirds, page 56? The highlighted word is left. Fair enough. And what about uh, Growing Legumes, page 5? The highlighted number is 12. And Explaining Nature, page 61? The highlighted word is left. And just to be safe, <laughs> what, Colorful what? Fish, page 61. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying I don't it's know all pond. the fish in the world. Okay. All right. So we take the we do we we go to the lock at the, for the employee area. Mm-hmm. We go right till we get to like thirty three. Mm-hmm. Then we go left till we get to seven. Mm-hmm. Then we go to twelve and we throw it in the pond. <laughs> <laughs> or keep going left. Or, or, go keep, left. or keep going left. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that does. Um, Open up the combination lock. You now have full access to the employee area. Very well done. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. I'm not good at puns and pun-related things. We had oh, it. We had the solution. <laughs> um, I was throwing it out there. I was expecting you to catch it and run with it, and you didn't do it. Um, okay, so back to the uh, employee area. We had okay, that table and microwave and fridge now. and thermostat. Can, can I take a closer look at that thing that I think is a thermostat? If I go up close, does it still look like a thermostat? It, it is. Uh, you touch the screen of the panel and it lights up and you see the words, current setting, 70.0 degrees Fahrenheit, enter password to change temperature. And there's a keyboard on the screen where you can type the password. Interesting. Well, the only other temperature related thing that is we know Alden. is Alden's can we type Alden? cage. A-L-D-E-N? We know the names of codes. So what are you typing? A-L-D-E-N. Um, that does not seem to work. But it does appear that you let's okay. look for a five-letter word. Maybe the word is codes. Codes. So you enter codes, and the display changes to show the current temperature and a prompt for the new temperature. Hey. There's a calculator like that to type a number, and there's an enter key. Zero. Zero? Zero degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> Freeze them out. <laughs> I mean, I think that we should be a bit more generous to all of these cold-blooded creatures that are here. Zero. They're cold blooded. We've got to keep them cold. (laughs) I mean, I think we should make it 80, right? Yeah, they should make it 80. Because that's the only other temperature temperature. we've seen. All right. Can we change it to 80? Make the frog comfortable. Exactly. We love Alden. He's our favorite. Okay. Uh, You type in 80 and you hit enter. 
the bees start to uh, get fairly active and start moving around uh, as you're doing that. But I guess it gets too hot for them because they just zip out the nature center uh, through that uh, oh. through that pipe, hmm. and um, then it gets quiet again. Hmm. All right. What was it currently set at? Before? Uh, so it started at okay. 70, and you moved okay. it to 80. All right. So we made the frog comfortable, but in doing so, we sacrificed a lot of bees. Well, I think the frog was already comfortable because of the heat lamp yeah, on top of it. That seemed to point. be rele- relegated All right, so it can... It can handle things. Can we literally look at the book about managing bees to see if there's an optimal noise temperature for bees? Uh, sure. Noise temperature. So What's you, a uh... noise temperature? <laughs> a temperature that makes them make lots of noise. All I right, think that's well, fairly right, so obvious. You flip through and you find a, a section about making bees active. And it says that bees are maximally active when the temperature of the surrounding area is 76.3 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that's specific. I was not going to guess that. And then, Danny, you can read Explaining Nature, where they explain the concept of a noise temperature. <laughs> it's a very simple thing in biology. <sighs> um, uh, shall we do that? Yeah, do absolutely. Wanna... 76.3. I don't know how a thermostat works. You said it's I assume that it's just like got a little yeah, arrowy thing or a dialy and... thing. No, it's got a punch in the number. Right. So you oh, beep, a punch-in number. Right. Beep, 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 beep. I forgot that we were using... It's a... Yep. Beep. Okay. Beep. So you yep. enter that number right. and it gets a bit right. cooler from the degrees, but then the bees start coming back in again since they like the temperature better, and now they are super mm. active in their hive and they are, they are now drowning out any other noise in the room. Nice. Good on them. Uh, well, does that mean we can go get those hissing cockroach key? You can give it a try. I, I mean, run you've to still got to compete with the cockroaches themselves, but at least the noise won't be an them. issue. I punch the cockroaches <laughs> and steal their key. Okay. So you run back over there. You, uh, you uh, again, gingerly open the cage. Uh, the the uh, cockroaches do start to hiss, but the buzzing of the bees drowns them out, and um, Ms. Turner doesn't even seem to uh, to notice. Um, you reach in, you're about to grab the key, you touch it, and it slips to your hand. It's too slimy to pick out of the cage. Oh, no. You can't get it with your bare hand. Mm-hmm. I'm so conflicted because like, I instantly go, okay, so we need something sticky. Like the tarantula's web. Which is what we need the yellow padlock. Yeah, we need the key to get to the tarantulas. <laughs> um, well, maybe we'll find something sticky in the in the employee area. <laughs> we haven't found anything else sticky, have we? Uh, honey? <laughs> no, there's no honey near the beehive. You can't get anything out from it. The bees are pretty mm. inaccessible to you. All right. I don't think we have anything else sticky, so let's look around the employee area. Yeah, maybe, you know what? We're going through all of this effort. We still don't even know where the food is. Maybe we should check the mini fridge to see if True. there's actually let's any fr- food let's of animals. Let's just turn the temperature back down to 70, oh, just, go, just, just to so the bees are quiet. Sure. Okay, you do that, and now it's now the, the bees are not, not making a lot of noise anymore, so you can hear yourself think. All right. Um, check out the fridge? I would like to check out the fridge. Okay, so you go to the fridge and you look a cl- take a close look at it, and you notice it is locked. It has a uh, a oh. four digit combination lock, so each digit zero to nine. Um, and on the fridge there is a magnet um, that I will share with you what that magnet looks like. I will say that when we do get this when we do get this fridge open, I would like to say that Bill eats whatever is mentioned first as being Ooh, inside the fridge. That's the rule, is it? Okay. I'll eat whatever's mentioned last, which is much more risky because usually what's mentioned last is much scarier and more relevant. So it'll probably be snake food, food, Um, which in my experience is a single dead rat. Okay. So, 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 so. I love this. The combo hint for the combination for the fridge says combo hint in big letters. 
that match the font of, that of the Counting book. Animals book, which I was going to say before we saw this note because I was like, hey, we have zero to nine digits. We can do that with oh, animals. you're right. But th- th- what it says underneath that is carry computer equipment to trails. And is two in italics? Two is in italics. Interesting. Now, fun fact, I got a piece of computer equipment for you. Hmm. A mouse. <laughs> So that's a, that that's, was not where I was going with that. And, and based on the, the there's underlinings under each of these things, right? Yeah. Where carry is underlined yeah. by itself, computer equipment is uh, underlined by itself, two is under is characterized is you know by itself underlined, and trails is. That was not where I was going with it. I was totally just going to count the letters <laughs> and say like, cool, five letters in the word carry. It must be the rats. But computer equipment. Is. Well, see that I was thinking that too, but then I thought, wait a minute, but we want the animals to get to the number. So taking the number to get to animals oh, yeah. wouldn't really help. Good point. Five letters, that means it's rats, which means yeah, it's five. Good point. So, and it was only a four, was it a four digit lock? Sorry? It's only four, uh, it's four digits, one to, is it from zero Perfect. to nine. So, okay. So, we know the computer equipment will be mouse. So the second sure, digit sure. is going to be, how many mice were there? Five. Five. Okay, but what about the others? Like two could just be two. Two, I suppose. Because like, which would be two? Ooh, is to carry. The first word was carry. Yeah. Is that to bear? Ah, to bear alone. Love it. And trails. I feel like fox trails is a thing, but given that we don't have foxes, I don't know if that's true. What we do have foxes. No, no, I mean as as Australians. Like I don't <laughs> know if a fox trail is a thing or if I've invented that as a phrase. A foxhole is a thing. Yeah. See, I don't know. Dog. Dogs follow a trail. Yeah, potentially. Like to dog some, like dog can be a verb like that ish. Uh, oh God, now I feel like I've just got to find synonyms of all these animals because I wrote rats and now we're going for mice or mouses. And so now I'm trying to think of. Is this a trail hound? Is that a thing that I've invented? That's a thing you've invented. Is this a trail cat? Like it might be dogs. Could be dogs. Tra- and what would just T.O. be? Two, just yeah. Why not? I- just, italicized. It could two. just be two. It could just be two, I suppose. So one, potentially one five two. At a stretch, if I don't think any harder, I want to say seven. I mean, we could give it but, a try. I mean, just might a quick as well. one five two seven. Yeah, give it a try. We we'll try one five two seven. The lock opens. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was so worried about birds because I was so worried that there'd be some specific type of bird, bird. that would trail work. Bird. Exactly. A little yeah. bird. I don't know. Yeah, you, you were right, dogs, one's footsteps, or, uh, or hounds, if you had thought of it that way, would also might have worked. Ooh. Either way, mm. it's one, one five two seven works. Uh, inside the oh. fridge, you find five Tupperware containers. You eat five Tupperware containers. Ah. <laughs> one is labeled Matilda food. One is labeled. <laughs> one is labeled lettuce. One is labeled tomato. One is labeled banana, ah. and one labeled cauliflower. Yes, <laughs> I won that deal so badly. <laughs> All right. Well, I love the turtles. Yeah, that's so. Cool. We have, I would yeah, like we have to... colored foods. You have a green lettuce, a red tomato. I hope. I hope these colours are true and they're not disgusting foods. A yellow banana and a white cauliflower. So we can... Um, yeah, I would like to like send Ruby off to Ruby's corner with some cauliflower. Goldie off to Goldie's flower with some lettuce. Emerald off to Emerald's... Explain how you're doing that. <laughs> Fair enough. That? Um, Wait, before you do, as we walk back to the turtles, I'll say, 
Hey, Miss Turner. Uh, Matilda's a turtle, right? We're going to feed this Matilda's. <laughs> hey, Miss Turner. We're doing it. She just doesn't answer you. She just... Hey! Hey, Miss Turner! <laughs> she just rolls her eyes We're and keeps doing the paperwork. <laughs> okay, so back, going way back to, like, the first thing that we solved was that logic puzzle about the turtles and their food likes. Mm-hmm. And we ended up deciding that... Ruby wanted white food, Goldie wanted green food, Emerald wanted yellow food, and Blizzard wanted red food. Mm-hmm. And there was a specific sort of like you could you had to like go up and feed it to them by hand and then slowly good. lead them back to their oh, corner. Oh, that's a good point, of course. It um, does I, say that. I think that was all it was. It said they can get them to their corners. I didn't remember, but you we we can each take half the turtles. I I'll share. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you give them their favourite food by hand, you can lead them back to their corner where they'll happily hang out and chow down on the rest. <laughs> so we can just do them in whatever order. All right. Well, I'm going to take Ruby and Goldie. You can have Emerald and Blizzard. Okay. What do I give Emerald? Emerald will have the banana. I put a banana in front of Emerald's cute tiny turtle face and I walk them to the corner and then I leave the banana In there. front of the white-shelled turtle, which is Emerald. In front of the white-shelled Emerald. Okay. So you show the banana to the white-shelled uh, turtle. It perks up, starts nibbling at it. As you move the banana away from it, it starts to follow you. And you drop the banana in the emerald corner, and the white turtle sits there and starts eating. Seems pretty happy. If you'd put it in front of the wrong turtle, they would go feral. It's what turtles do. It's like gremlins. Of course. And I'll do the same with Ruby, the the yellow-shelled turtle, offering some cauliflower. Yeah, so uh, the yellow turtle perks up at the cauliflower, you lead it back to Ruby's corner, and again it sits there and starts eating. And same um, with Goldie the red-shelled turtle. Wait, no, if we do Blizzard first uh-huh. and get them in their corner, then we can lead Goldie to Blizzard's corner because we know that Goldie sometimes sits on the back <laughs> of the green and it would just be very cute. We can, we can be eating it. No, we'll lead it to its own corner. Um, yeah, we do the same with yeah, Goldie Give them and some privacy while they're eating. God. <laughs> Yeah, I will offer Goldie the red-shelled turtle some lettuce. Okay. And I will offer Blizzard whatever's left. The tomato. <laughs> the tomato. I deliberately okay. gave you the tomato because so I don't like touching it. There are foods and they lead them to the corner and now all four turtles are happily munching in their corner and now the center is completely that, open. Mm, that mulchy, mulchy piece of paper. Yeah, let's eat that paper. All right, so you grab a piece of paper and here you go. I'll send it to you. Ooh, Ooh, some instructions. How to feed Matilda. Okay. Ooh, all right. Yes, this mentions ounces right away. So we're going to have to get Matsy in here. So, Danny, please tell me how to feed Matilda. Okay. Well, we need 22 ounces of food from the fridge. Sure. We need to place it in her special bowl. Okay. Then fill the bowl with water to the red line. Sure. Microwave for 42 seconds. Good. Drain the bowl in the sink. Yep. Place bowl on floor of cage mm-hmm. and Matilda will come right over. Matilda is fussy. Yeah, what a Legitimately, the snake that I had to help feed at the zoo was one rat once a month or something. <laughs> Snakes. <laughs> it was my job to defrost the rat. Um, can we do all this, right? Like we can measure out 22 well, ounces of food with the, with the toys. We, yeah. we have the food. We have access to it. Mm-hmm. Do we have her special bowl? It's in the cage. Oh, and we can't get into the cage because we need the yellow key. This <sighs> is too sticky. Is it too, yeah, 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 it's too slimy, slimy. to get. Okay. Um, there's also something to do with this, like, uh, tarantula. Maybe their web is water absorbent. Maybe that's irrelevant. That, I, I mean, that is what I'm hearing. 
we also, just to go back to a completely, I mean, not irrelevant thing, but remember that all of those fun facts were written in colours? They have we, were. Have we used that yet? Not at all. Uh, we know that there's an animal hiding behind a rock. Oh, um, we can't touch it with our bare hands. What oh, if, but there were gloves? Yeah, there were costumes and things. Maybe yes. that can help? There are costumes. Okay, what's a really grabby costume that we can have? A gecko. <laughs> I was going for like a crab. <laughs> well, you find can I put- you look through and you find both gecko and crab gloves in the uh, in the toy bin. You may uh, choose either or even both. Miss Turner is going to be very interested in our work ethic. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to complete the rest of the day wearing crab gloves, regardless of whether they work for this or not. I will use my my gecko hands. Well, you should only use one so we can still open the cage. I open the cage. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to... I would like to stick my crab claws Wait, in. I turn the temperature back to 76.3 degrees oh, Fahrenheit. Oh, right, right. <laughs> so Very good. We got ne- no- noisy bees. Excellent. And then I reach in with my gecko hand. And, and I, I reach in with my crab claws and bat him away. <laughs> the cockroaches scatter with the... Uh... Seeing the fight that goes on above them. <laughs> the foretold gecko crab war. Can we grab that yellow key? Yes. Uh, one of you grabs the, uh, the key. Uh, the, uh, all right. The, uh, so I grab the key. All the slime, so you're able to even touch it now with your with your bare hands. Nice. You make a mental note to wash the gloves later. I, I put the glove somewhere in Ms. Turner's desk when she's not looking. <laughs> Okay, so we have the yellow key now. That's good. Mm-hmm. So we can open the python's cage, presumably. We can also open this tarantula cage. Yeah, we can open a buttload of stuff. Well, again, let's that's, get let's get back on the job. I'm having a lot of fun in my crab claws. But let's see how much of this feeding Matilda we can actually get done. Uh, before we do, just uh-huh. one question. <laughs> We've got the yellow key to open yellow locks. Have mm. we seen the green yes, key? Yes, we Where have. Where's the green key? It was on Miss Turner's belt. I drew oh, it. Oh, that's see? right. See? See? Yeah. yeah. So... Oh, that's going to be such a heist thing to grab that key. <laughs> well, let's anyway, just feed Matilda. Let's just see what happens. Well, let's see how far we can get in this process. So let's take Matilda's food out of the fridge and take it towards the scales. Do the scales look like they're in working condition? Oh, perfectly working, yes. Phew. Okay. No obstacles so far. Now we're going to need to measure those 22 ounces by dealing with these toys. Yes. So how do we get to 22 we might have to do some mixing and matching. It'll depend on how many there are. So can we go back to that toy box and try to find all of the new crabs? Yeah, we'll toss the old crabs. So you go through and you count the crabs. You count that there are 40 new crabs. That's four zero. Mm-hmm. Good to know. And how about new shiny lions? 30, three zero. Excellent. And elephants? 25. All right. So we can just do a bit of division there, right? So, like, If we assume that they're all the same weight, which presumably is a fair assumption. Close enough, I would hope. So there were, what, 120 ounces of crabs altogether, was it? Yep. 150 lions and 225 ounces of elephants based on those 10 cents per ounce thing. Yep. All right. Those are quite nice divisions. We're looking for 22. Cool. So... That tells us if there were 40 new crabs, 120 ounces total, that's three ounces each. Three ounces per Tell crab. me if I say anything stupid. That seems reasonable. Um, 
30 lions, 150 ounces, five ounces each. That seems great to me. And 25 elephants at 225, that's nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Makes sense. So we just need to figure out a good way to make 22 out of threes, fives, and nines. Mm-hmm. Well, how do we make 22 out of three, fives, and nines? We can get 20 very easily, but then we can't get to the two. Yes. Uh, we can get... Oh, I know. <laughs> I've got it. Uh-huh. If we take four crabs, that's 12. Yeah. And then two lions, two lions. that's another 10. 10 plus 12, if you add those two numbers together... Wait, the, wait, the, slow down. The, the ones add to, to, to 20, and then there's that leftover two, <laughs> which you add the zero to, and that makes a two, and then we have 22. Can we please put four crabs and two lions onto the one, one side of the scale? Uh, you you try, but there, there's too many of them. They won't. You can't get them all to stay on there. Oh they just no! Keep falling off. Is there is there a, is there a bucket? Is there is there a is there a lion shaped mm. bucket that we can? <laughs> is there a lion shaped bucket? That's interesting. Is there is there a bowl in a drawer somewhere? Oh god, I have so many notes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe you're just putting too many animals on there. Maybe if you could put fewer. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Okay. One elephant and one crab is the That's... same as four crabs. Oh, that makes sense. One elephant, one crab, two lions. Okay. Those seem yeah, to fit perfectly that's on fair. one side of the scale. <laughs> Let me explain to you because nine, you see, is like <laughs> if you took three, three crabs. So you have three plus a three plus a three. Well, two threes make six. And another three on top of that? Oh, baby, that's nine. I can't understand that trying to fit four little crab toys. They, they probably don't stack wonderfully. No. And they're also probably not like super to scale. Like, so a crab is probably mm. the size of an elephant, but, but, but light. <laughs> Rather than, like, the actual difference in size between a crab and an elephant. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not saying that okay. I thought that we the size of the elephant. crab and the elephant with their one-third weight was to scale for real crabs and we elephants. Put one elephant, two lions, and one crab yes. on one side yes. of this scale. Mm-hmm. I, say, I was so ready to check the sink to see if there were animal-holding bowls in there. <laughs> All uh, right, well... That said, we now need to measure out 22 inches, it, ounces of food. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see if we can measure out that 22. Let's try to balance it. Yeah, so it takes a little trial and error, but there's enough pieces of different sizes that you're eventually able to get exactly uh, both sides balancing. All right, so we've got the amount of food. What was the next step? Put it in a bowl. Okay, well, we have the yellow key now. Let's go and unlock her cage. Yeah, let's unlock that cage and mm-hmm. see what she does. The yellow, uh, the yellow key does unlock the yellow padlock on Matilda's cage. Can we reach in and grab her special ball? Yeah, so you open up the cage, open up the, the front, the front-sided uh, lid. You open it up. You grab the ball from the bottom. Now you have her bowl. All right. All right Everything's we going the, well so far. We put the food in her special bowl. Okay, now can we done. go to the can we go to the sink and fill the fill with water to what I hope is a visible red line? Yes, there is a visible red line inside Ooh. the uh, inside the, the okay. bowl, and you start to uh, fill it with water. But you notice the water okay. level is not going up in the bowl. No. You look at the you look at the bowl <laughs> really closely, and you notice in the bottom of it there is a very small hole that the water is leaking out of. Plug it with web. But web is water absorbent. Yeah, it'll be fine. We plug it with web. <laughs> All right, let's give it a go. Let's open up that tarantula cage. Okay. Now, look, I'm not the I'm not the biggest spider person, but I think that I'm cool with tarantulas. I haven't put it to the test. Tarantulas. Uh-huh. Well, the tarantula was in the log hide, so 
you you can you can open it up and you don't you know I think she's scared of that those crab gloves you're wearing. So I was going to say, I I am I'm her mortal enemy at the moment. <laughs> yeah, maybe in that case you'd better grab some webbing. Okay, I reach in and I grab the tarantula and I put it on Miss Turner's desk. <laughs> I take some webs and I put them in Miss Turner's hair. <laughs> she reconsiders letting you volunteer here. <laughs> um, yeah, let's plug the ball with the web. Yeah, so okay. the, you ball up the webbing and you smush it into the hole and it sticks right in there. Does filling up the water to the red line work any better this time? Yes, it does. So you can manage the Excellent. water absorbed by the web so it doesn't go through the hole. You're able to fill it up to the red line and you have now a bowl with water and food in it. Love okay, it. Okay, now we microwave it for okay. 42 seconds. Let's see if the microwave works. Things are going pretty well so far. Looks like a standard microwave. You open it up, nothing in it already. Put the bowl in there, close it up, hit four to enter, stand back, wait very expectantly, and it seems to work perfectly. You're kind of surprised, Ooh, okay. actually. <laughs> yeah, I really am. Every step, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm waiting for that butt. Okay. Uh, now we drain the bowl in the sink. Okay. Okay, so you take the bowl over to the sink, and you very carefully, using your clap gloves oh, to yeah. help uh, keep the food <laughs> in the bowl, pour the water uh, into the sink, and now you have... Uh, just, just food in the bowl. All right. Okay. I walk over and I place that bowl on the floor of Matilda's cage. All right. So you open, up the, the uh, you open up the cage again and you put the bowl on the bottom and you stand back and you wait expectantly for Matilda to come down, but nothing happens. You're, you're a little confused. It's not Matilda. When you peek at the uh, cage, you notice that um, it's not actually Matilda. It's Matilda's oh, right. skin. She shed it. It's her snake skin <laughs> in the cage oh, instead. No. Now, the, cage, the snake skin does look very interesting and very cool to look at. Might be worth investigating. But, of course, it's mm. not Matilda there, so she doesn't even know you have food. So maybe now you need to find her or feed her. Uh, okay, first of all, let's have a look at the skin. Yeah. All right, so you very carefully take the skin out of the tree, and you turn it over, and you see there are several colored stripes on the underside. There's three light blue stripes, eight green stripes, one dark blue stripe, three red stripes, and two purple stripes. I did not draw my snake long enough for this. (laughs) All right, this matches those colors, definitely match nicely with the inks that we've seen so far and all the fun fact signs. It's not going to be an order thing because there's two threes and then jumps to eight. Yep. So is it just the nth letter of each of those co- those, uh, those things? Or, or their names? No, because one of them is eight, so it can't be names. Um, oh, no, I don't know if I wrote down enough details. Can we go back letters. to those? Because, mm-hmm. again, I don't have the full the full notes. Sure. What is the third letter of the... or the? Well, what was the light blue message again? Oh, I'm searching. Uh, that was the dragon. Yeah, that so, was the, yeah, uh, the bearded, bearded dragon, dragon cage. Right. What was so the, what the, was the message, message on Hanks' cage was... He may look fierce, but he's the sweetest animal in the nature center. I think it's word, not letter. I reckon okay. he may look. He may look. I love it. That's so I think great. It's look. Okay, um, then we have the eight green. Which one was uh, That green? was the animal we don't know. The oh, one that's hidden yeah. behind a rock. Sleek. Okay. Can we go to Sleek's cage and look and, and, and read that message? Mm-hmm. If you don't see her, see she's probably her. behind her favorite rock. Behind? behind? 
And dark blue was the tarantula. That was pretty early. Yep, yep, that's right. Uh, no, n- yeah. yes. Yeah. That was so Lola can we go to Lola's cage and uh-huh. read that message? The webbing of a tarantula is sticky and water absorbent. And that was just one, so the... Okay, what was red? Red was... was the com- Clash the chameleon. Clash the chameleons. What does that say? Like any chameleon, Clash can change colour to blend in with his environment. So chameleon? Chameleon. And then purple was... It was Alden the frog. And what does that one say? Alden's tank is capped at precisely 80 degrees. Sweet. So what does that say, Danny? Look behind the chameleon tank. You failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can we look behind the chameleon tank? Sure. So you peek behind Clash's cage and you see Matilda. She's wedged between Yay! the table and the wall. Must be a very cozy spot for her. So you very carefully uh, pick her up and you bring her back to her cage, put her on the floor, her tongue flicks out, and she senses the food you left for her. She slithers over to yeah. eat. Miss Turner comes over and nods approvingly. Nicely done. You are definitely volunteer material. Welcome aboard. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, you've done it. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> we never even needed that green key. Ocean is so worried. I was waiting to do like a Spider-Man thing and get some tarantula webbing and like throw it at her waist. <laughs> but anyway. Do it now. Do it now anyway. Well, we should save that for the All post right. <laughs> 